Welcome back yet again to the Northwest Convergence Zone. That was uh, the late, great Gary Moore that you were listening to. Uh, Very fine, influential. Fine gentleman from all across, uh, over across the pond. Uh, passed away last night in his sleep. Uh, best known for, you know, amongst his own solo stuff. But, that would uh, be Saturday night. That would be Saturday Somebody's night. listening on Thursday. Sure, yeah, you know. that's what I mean. Uh, but uh, gained fame as a fantastic, uh, you know, guitarist as a solo and uh, for Thin Lizzy as well and uh, he'd be greatly missed yes. especially across the pond he's, he's one of those guitar gods like I say he was pond. very influential had a, had a soulful uh, blues and just yeah he, he brought guitar playing and rock music to new heights oh, no he, doubt about he it he influenced a whole generation probably a couple generations of guitar players absolutely you know? well uh, so he'll be missed and uh, you know the guys are drop, starting to drop man and it, it's I'm dark sure days We'll be, uh, you know, unfortunately talking about others, but uh, we'll, uh, Gary Moore there. All right. Well, in the studio today, we had a, uh, a band that is out of Seattle that we think uh, you guys should be should know about. And we're going to introduce them to you. It's the Flying Tortugas. I had a dream last night, Brian. Name of the song is One Last Time, and uh, we have a great band in with us today out of Seattle, a new band to our program, and we're excited about that because we always like to uh, promote the local talent, the independent bands, and we have the Flying Tortugas in with us today. And guys, welcome to the program. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks Thank for you. having us. It's good to have you guys in, and uh, I ha- have not seen you guys live. And uh, I know Seattle is uh, is always a big market for bands trying to find space to play and get their names out and, you know, garner an audience and so forth. Tell us about your experience uh, as uh, a band in Seattle and uh, maybe start with how you got together and, and give us your journey. Uh, John and I were uh, in a band previous to this. And some kind of bad things happened, as they sometimes do. And so after that band ended, John and I decided to keep playing together. And uh, through Craigslist, <laughs> we, we found Dan rather 
rather quickly. Another Craigslist band. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but there's more. Just wait. <laughs> uh, we found Dan relatively quickly. I think we only auditioned two or three singers. Yeah, I think it was three. Yeah. And then the long process to finding Mike started. And I'm exaggerating here, but it seemed like we went through a hundred guitar players. Um, we actually had a guy that said he was going to do it, and then the next day backed out. Oh, that's right. And so that's I always thought, fun. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you know, I thought here a hundred drummers in the yeah, last. Yeah, <laughs> uh, every band. There's there, there's one particular instrument that every band just rolls through. Yep. So you guys had a lineup of guitarists. They're all interested. You have like probably every style yes, too, right? Like yeah. the shredder. You had the beginner. You, you know, we yeah. we, uh, <laughs> we we had a guy that was looking for his backing band. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah, he brought a CD in, and, right. and uh, you guys were auditioning. We, we were auditioning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I guess I would have been a backup singer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. um, but anyways, we finally found Mike and. Uh, Great guitar player and uh, an even better person. <laughs> Thank you, Bruce. And that, that now that that is uh, uh, something that uh, bands have a challenge with, especially when you're bringing in new members, is the cohesion, the sort of the brotherhood or the sisterhood, and um, you know because you, you have all everybody has a different personality, right? And we've seen lots of bands come and go. Um, you know, whether it be mainstream rock bands who just can't stand each other and break up, is that something that you were looking for? You know, when you were bringing people in, I, obviously there's lots of talent, but if the guy's a dick, right? You know, or the gal or whatever, yeah. Um, that was like number one for me. I got to be able to get along with him, mm -hmm. and um. As I said, not only is he a great guitar player, he's a great person. So the name, the Flying Tortugas. You said you were in a band before. What was the name of that band? Uh, Primo and the Transplants. Okay, <laughs> we were the yeah, transplants. We were the transplants. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, tell us about the the. Obviously, it means the flying turtles. But you guys spend a lot of time in Mexico. What's uh, <laughs> how, what's going on with the name there? We don't have a lot of turtles here in Northwest. Right, uh, John. You want to? Well, that uh, that's kind of interesting. Um, I'm actually a school teacher, and that's what I get. That's what I earn my money for. It's not playing in this band, but. Um, yeah, anyway. Um, <laughs> what? You're not a money-making band that can retire? And not yet. <laughs> we made like $20. Yeah, yeah I think right. $20. <laughs> and that's um, what we paid them to be here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. But it cost them 20 to get here. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's a write-off. So I, I just happened to ask my uh, class one time, what would be a good band name? Just write down on a piece of paper and just hand it in to me when we had some extra time. And uh, one of the students put on the piece of paper, um, Wild Tortugas. And so I, we, we're, we were on the, in the process of deciding what our band name would be. So I brought these pieces of paper to that meeting we had one night. That's and cool. Uh, <laughs> we, we, put like a, we put them all our... Tax put, dollars at work right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what we're learning no, in school. No, this was after days. school. Oh, you know, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, Johnny. So, no, no. It was during chess club. Yeah, it was lunchtime, I think, is when I was having... Um, or yeah, something. Like anyway, um, so we were all throwing our ideas into the big pot there, and uh, we were uh, whittling it down to three or four names. And uh, Wild Tortugas just kind of popped up or bubbled up to the top. Um, but when we did the old internet search to see if that name had already been used, it happened to be used by another group somewhere in the middle 
of this country somewhere. I don't know. So we couldn't use wild tortugas, so we had to change it to something. And wild turkey we, was taken. <laughs> so we like flying tortugas. Oh, it's a great name. I think it's it evokes all kind of imagery, and I think you guys have a very cool sort of a jam band sound to you it's 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 got it's got some laid back appeal but it also rocks at the right time and um it's uh <clears throat> being in seattle and i know you guys have a couple of dates coming up and we'll talk about those in a moment but do you find it a challenge to find places to play absolutely it's, what's the it's, biggest challenge is it selling yourself or actual time avail- availability or uh, both um you know, once you get into a place, you kind of develop a, a relationship with the booking agent, and uh, it's easier after that. Um, but we, uh, our producer, Joe Renicky, um, has opened some doors for us. So um, he actually, our last show was at the Central Saloon, and he... Uh, he actually sat in with us for a couple of songs, which was really cool. That was a treat for me. But, um, you know, you just, you have to develop relationships with people. And uh, How long gets, have you guys been on the same plan? How, how long are you? Uh, about a year and a half, I guess. Yeah, a little over a year and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's go into another song. And this is titled My Addiction. Our guest today, The Flying Tortugas. Addiction, our guest today, the Flying Tortugas. Nice guitar work there, my man. Thank you. So, uh, Mike, let me ask you, because you were the last one to come into the band. 
have you been in other bands and and uh how were you approached on this project and what did you see when you came in that attracted you um i i have been in other bands but admittedly it's been a long time it was a college it was just a really casual garage band um (laughs) five guys mostly just goofing off and drinking beer and not really knowing what they're doing isn't that every band regular band (laughs) 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 probably more so that sounds like a great band But uh, then I was done with that, and I had gotten a lot better as a guitarist, and I thought, maybe I should actually do something with this. So I was just perusing Craigslist ads. Seems the most unlikely place to actually find a band, but it worked. And prior to this, the most success I've had with Craigslist was uh, selling a vacuum cleaner. (laughs) (laughs) Old vacuum cleaner and made 10 bucks. Yeah, but you'd be surprised how many bands that we've had roll through here on our program who have uh, gotten members off of Craigslist. kind of what I've gathered. I'm very yeah, impressed. Big Will was one of them. I mean, it's just, uh, it, it amazes me. Jake off of no, not Jake. <laughs> and uh, now, Dan, uh, same question for you. Uh, what, what was your uh, history before joining this band? And, uh, you know, what's your background as a singer? I've been in a few bands. I'm from San Diego, California. And uh, I got into the scene kind of bad with uh, drugs and stuff like that. So I moved up to... Uh, Washington just get away from everything took a break for about four years just to get my head to get my head on straight yes two shots of Jaeger before every show my tradition um, and I just I don't know I was looking at Craigslist not even for an actual band just looking on there because I'd never really been on a lot and just happened to come by their post and was like hey why not I'd been singing probably since I was about 10 never really any training or anything but I loved music and walked in with these guys and they were fun. That's all I wanted. I just wanted guys I could get along with that were fun to play with and see where. And if it went somewhere, it did. If it didn't, it didn't. And then right. I didn't expect it to blow up as it has. Mm-hmm. Already working on our second album, but yeah. it's great. I have a blast. That's great. Well, it's uh, it's very good work from uh, from all you guys, and um, I, I just you know we've talked about. Uh, the Pacific Northwest scene and uh, particularly Seattle and Tacoma and so forth, where the spotlight was here for a while in the 90s and we had some big bands come out and it's kind of, uh, you know, we're all kind of in the shadows of, uh, of a national spotlight type thing. But it's really nice to see a lot of different styles of bands coming around these days because, you know, for a while when it was all basically grunge or uh, it was just and everybody was trying to copy that yeah but i think uh, i think we've gotten away from it is that a goal from you guys because i I noticed on your facebook page it says uh, we play what we love uh, all different generations with different inspirations what's your background in music and musical taste what do you guys listen to all kinds of rock but we are a pretty diverse group and i think it shows in the music um Anything from 70s arena rock to punk and country, it all fits in there somewhere. Yeah. I, Some Neil Diamond in there? Uh, in there. Oh, Neil Young. Lord, We're working on Neil Diamond. <laughs> my, my mom used to listen to Neil Diamond. So I guess. <laughs> the Neil Diamond thing's never going away in this garage. Oh, <laughs> Lord. Uh, yeah, kind of what Mike said. I listen to a lot of different kinds of music. Um, I love old school country. I love the poster Johnny Cash you got there. I national treasure absolutely it was um but yeah you know just kind of a melting pot i think of all different styles and and things 
Well, I, I grew up listening to what my big sister used to put on their radio because my parents used to go to work really early in the morning, and so we used to wake up to go to school. I l- grew up in the country. Uh, she put on Led Zeppelin, what? and so at 5.30 Sweet. in the morning... <laughs> <laughs> I used to hear Led Zeppelin blasting throughout the house. Talk about a great alarm clock. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. You know? That's so, what I'm thinking. So I write the music based upon kind of that, that sort of bluesy sort of rock background. In awesome. it, and that's what I love. So I have to go with Johnny, actually. One of my biggest uh, vocal <laughs> idols is Robert Plant. I love that man. And I love Led Zeppelin. So I get a lot of my inspiration watching him and the way he sings and stuff like that. That's awesome. In the uh, musical influence vein type of question for all, for all of you guys, is there any song that you love that you hear and you say, I wish I would have wrote that? Oh, man. <laughs> Stairway to Heaven. Yeah. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of songs. Not yeah. j- I couldn't even tell yeah. you one. There's too many. Yeah. 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 I wished I had written the alphabet song. (laughs) (laughs) It's not too late. That melody's getting tired. (laughs) And Gamer told me the other day he wished he wrote the Barney song. I don't know what that was about. I love you. (laughs) I could be retired and not have to be doing this. I wouldn't have to be here making all this money on this Sunday afternoon. All right. Well, there's a couple of opportunities for you to uh, check out the Flying Tortugas. They are playing this Friday, this coming Friday, the 11th, at the Mix in Georgetown. What time does that show go on? Nine. Nine o'clock. Is there a cover on that? Uh, I think it's five. Five There's two other bands. I don't know... They are. Check out their MySpace page, yeah, The Flying Tortugas. Uh, we endorse that. <laughs> also, uh, March 10th, they're at the historic, famous, and uh, a crazy haunt, legendary The Blue Moon, which is up on 45th in the U District. If you haven't been to The Blue Moon, that's a double whammy, man. Go see the Tortugas and visit some history. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we, we wanted to throw out there, if you're listening to this program, uh, if you can name the last band that Bruce and I were in, the Primo and the Transplants, we'll give you a Don't free CD and a sticker if you show up at the show. Oh, oh check good. that. So how would they just Facebook you? Um, they have to be at the show. They have to come. Oh, must, show. must be present yeah. to win. <laughs> must be present to win. <laughs> so there you go. So you pay five bucks, go see the Tortugas, and you walk up and tell them the, the last band that uh, Bruce and John and were is it in. the first person that does this or anybody all night? Anybody all night. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Wow. We, we've, we've got a lot of you stuff to give away. You better bring a couple away. boxes bring of CDs. A box, we've yeah. got them. Because yeah. just if we show up, we're clearing you out. <laughs> <laughs> How, can I give you the answer now? <laughs> oh, you got to be there. You got to be there vox come on i'm uh, here uh i wanted to i wanted to mention the logo you guys have come up with is this a new logo or is this yeah it's brand new yeah yeah um, i think that's very cool and you guys brought us a sticker but it, it's also on your uh your facebook page and um i think everybody should check out the flying tortugas it's a they're a very interesting cool band it's um they they do have a lot of musical influences that are uh, that flow through in their music and it's not the same old thing and that's what we like. We like diversity, and we, and we like to give you options. Let's go into another song by these guys. This is titled, My Angel.
right, everybody, put your big lighters down. <laughs> uh, that is my angel, the Flying Tortugas. That is a great song, guys. Thank yeah, you. Thanks. Very nice, John. Uh, I had a bio question for you. Among yeah. your many uh, musical skills, it lists that uh, you're uh, a euphonium player. That is correct. And uh, I first, I want to know: Do you run into many people who even know what it is? And secondly, <laughs> secondly do you uh, get much of an opportunity to work it in with the band? Uh, none at all. <laughs> well, I, I have a military background. I was in the uh, U.S. Army for 10 years. I got out in 1991, and I was actually um, a Calvary Scout and a U.S. Army Bandsman. And I was stationed at Fort Riley, Kansas for four and a half years, and I was stationed at Schofield Barracks for four and a half years. And, and due to my musical background, they put me in the band, and uh, it's the euphonium is... Kind of a cross between a, a tuba and a trumpet. It's kind of in between. It's like the tenor sound <laughs> rather than the alto or the bass. So it looks like a little bass. See, I didn't know right. that. So thanks for asking that question. Yeah, yeah. well, it, it fascinated me because uh, I was a band member in uh, junior high and high, and I played the baritone, went to the tuba, wanted to work my way up to the sousaphone, but the school didn't uh, have them, couldn't afford them. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's great. Well, that's your next challenge, to work that into a song. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah. 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 I wanted to know, uh, what's your guys' favorite show you've ever played? Where was it, and what made it so great? Uh, for me, it was the last show at the Central, because uh, our producer, Joe, uh, played yeah, a couple of songs. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Us. That was a lot of fun. Awesome. Yeah, I, I would... Yeah, that was that was pretty cool, and the crowd was it was fun. There was a lot of interaction with the crowd. People were hooping and hollering, and Hoop we had one really central drunk. is that's in Pioneer Square. Yes, yes. Right. yeah. That, how big a venue is that? I haven't been there. Oh, medium small. Yeah, yeah. Medium it's small? it's really long. It's not very wide. One of those yeah. Narrow and long. Yeah, yeah. yeah when yeah. you're playing, you're right up against the windows, kind of, right? Yes, yeah. you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. And. Uh, a side note to that, on the way home, I was going driving through the alley. Behind it, I saw the largest rat oh, I've ever seen in my I life. I was going to say, do not dare go in the alley. <laughs> yeah. Not unless you have like a blowtorch or some kind of harpoon gun. But, but you can't, you, you can't say you've played the Central without seeing a rat. That's true. true. That's yeah, true. Yeah. And usually it's on stage. So yes. Yes. Yeah. Save it for the Rolling Stone article, right? <laughs> well, uh, real quick, let me ask you guys before we wrap this up. Um, you have a CD out. You're working on a new one. Um, have you ever submitted it for play? What's the, you know, who 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 have you submitted it to, and what's the challenge you've run into uh, for getting any kind of play for this for your music? Huge challenges. Uh, well, we recently got signed by Intertech, Intertech Records, Records in California. California, yeah. And so I guess we're in kind of negotiations with deciding where to go with with the CD we're currently working on. We we like the material that we have on this current CD. Uh, we love our producer Joe Renicky. He, um, he he was He's the amazing. lead singer for the Mises and um, Alien, Alien Crime, Crime Syndicate. Syndicate. So he's been there, done the gold record thing. And so we really like what he's doing with this current CD. So we're but he's in India right now. Yeah. We're in a holding pattern until he comes <laughs> back. He may never make it. 
Well, I think that's great, and I think this stuff is uh, definitely radio friendly, and and I'm looking forward to your new album, your new CD. Thank Let you. us know Thanks. when it comes Thank out. You. Definitely, and, uh, yeah. we'll have you guys back on, and uh, definitely give that a spin. So, all right, everybody, the Flying Tortugas. You have a chance to see them this Friday. Uh, that is the 11th at the Mix in Georgetown, and on March 10th at the Blue Moon Tavern on 45th. All of those are in Seattle. Flying Tortugas, thanks so much for being here. Thank thanks you. for having yeah. us. Yeah. We'll be hearing a live song from you guys shortly. All right, I want to thank the Flying Tortugas for coming in, and uh, we'll be hearing a live song from them at the end of the show. But uh, we have a couple of things that we need, to get it, we need to get caught up on, and one of those, of course, is what's happening down at the Tacoma Comedy Club. <laughs> Hey, South Sounders, looking for something different to do this weekend? Here's what's happening at the Tacoma Comedy Club. This week at the Tacoma Comedy Club, Thursday, February 10th at 8 p.m. is Tommy Savitt. On Friday and Saturday, we have Paul Ogata at 8 and 10 p.m. Next week, Kyle Cease will be in the house, and we have an open mic every Wednesday. Tacoma Comedy Club, located at 6th and Tacoma Avenue in downtown Tacoma. Online at TacomaComedyClub.com. Give them a call at 253-282-7203. All right, Tacoma Comedy Club, you need to get down there and check that place out. It's a fantastic venue, and they, uh, they're they knocking it out of the park as far as bringing in you know really funny comedians into the South Sound. Uh, speaking of Tommy Savitt, though, uh, who is going to be there on Thursday, you just uh, didn't you just do a show with him? I just did a show with him at the Seattle Comedy Underground this last week, and I did an interview with him for the Northwest Convergence Zone. Yeah, yeah, way to go, TK! And let's get caught up with TK and Tommy Savitt right now. Hey, everybody, it's TK from the Northwest Convergence Zone. How y'all doing? I'm back with another interview. Got a comedian called Tommy Savitt. Say hi, Tommy. It's a pleasure to have you all here. I'm really excited because he's the 2008 Seattle International Comedy Competition winner as well as winning the Boston Comedy Competition in 2007. That's a lot of winning there, Tommy. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you for noticing. <laughs> yeah, that uh, uh, yeah, no, was great. It was great. Um, maybe one day the San Francisco competition. Yeah, that would be good. I was wondering what... I noticed that there tend to be, as far as comedy, there's some people who can do contests and some people who right, can't. What's right. the difference? Uh, your mental state. Uh, mental. It, You're crazier or what? No, it's it's just a matter of not. It's it's like um it's like playing ball or something like that. It's like tuning out the fans or tuning out the uh, your competitors or you know it's like when um. No, because a lot of a lot of comedians get in their heads and stuff, uh, and the best thing is just to stay by yourself and just be focused and not. Li it's it's the same thing going on an audition. If you listen to the other actors while you're waiting outside, they get in your head. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. So it's about so ninety percent of it is is I don't know I, I I'm not a mathematician, but a lot of it has to do with others getting into your head, uh, situation getting into your head. So it's about shutting it all out and just do what you do best and don't make it a competition. Just it's try just, doing just, the just, best you can each time. Yeah, you can't control it. You know, you, you, there's a, you know, you know, you can't control the judges. You don't know who you're getting each night and you just got to like uh, not take it personal and win or lose. So well, that sounds like some good advice. I haven't really done the competition circuit and it can be intimidating. 
I did notice that it said that you're an international comedian. Where mm. all have you been? Uh, I do a lot of a lot of shows for the military. I go overseas. Like the USO tours? Yes, uh, Armed Forces Entertainment. Um, so I just recently did a run of Kosovo, uh, England, and Germany. And uh, we have troops in England. We have troops. You'd be surprised where we have troops. I mean, you got troops in Curacao. You got troops in Honduras. You got troops in uh, Bahamas. Are the English giving us trouble? <laughs> yes, they are. They're giving <laughs> us lots of bad food. Oh dear! <laughs> Do they feed you or anything when you go on these? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, yeah, yeah. You get you get fed. You get fed. But a lot of times we want to go out and uh, you know see what the. Uh, you know the outside, uh, outside the bases, but uh, yeah, no, they feed you. They, they'll get you get at least a meal. The rest, you're, 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 you're on your own the rest of the day. Oh no! <laughs> I noticed that there's all different kinds of comedy, and I noticed that everywhere that I find your name, they say that you have an ironic take on mm. dating, politics, and life. What do you think that means? Ironic take. Well, um, ironic can be interpreted as sarcasm it can be interpreted as satire a put on a parody so it's up to you to decide what it is hence ironic ah uh, yes but i i do find that everybody has they always ask what kind of comedy do you do and i look at them and i the straight face because i'm genuinely confused by this and i go the funny kind because right, yeah. what other kind of comedy do you want to do but well, you know, these you know everything's categorized, uh, yes. you know, uh, observational, uh, um, political. Um, so you know, so people like to compartmentalize, compartmentalize <laughs> you instead of uh, just enjoying the show and don't worry about labels. Yes, I I don't like labels at all. I I prefer the human race over any other race. I have a hard enough time with the being of the human, much less being of the Polish persuasion. Now, I noticed that it also said you've been on Caroline's on Broadway mm -hmm. and even Carnegie Hall. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. Wow, tell me about that Carnegie Hall. It's kind well, of believe it or not, uh, uh, I was the I had the original uh, blue collar comedy tour. Really? Name until um, it was taken. I I didn't think of it at the time. I didn't know it was going to. I mean, obviously, with the personnel they had, it took off, but uh, I never uh, copy trademarked it. So, uh, oh. so we had a tour. We sold out the Carnegie Hall recital hall. Um, it was just a different catch, uh, different cast of characters at Carnegie Hall. And we, and we had a the show ran like two, three years in Carolinas on Broadway. Wow, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, congratulations. Although I think the lesson learned there is that yeah. you need to trademark shit. Yeah, now. yeah, you got to trademark it. <laughs> Something that's interesting to me is that I looked on your Facebook page and it says that you're a jurist doctor and that you studied at Brooklyn Law School. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, well, I, I started doing comedy during my second year at law school. Um, yes, I, because that's the natural outlet if you're studying law. Yeah, it's an outlet when you want to get out. Yeah, uh, yeah. When you realize what did I do to do to myself, <laughs> and I just entrap myself uh, financially. And right. So do I quit? Do I finish? And I still, regardless of what you do, you're gonna have debt. So uh, did you finish? I finished. I I am licensed in uh, New York and Connecticut. 
Really? Mm-hmm. So if I get in trouble in New York or Connecticut, you can help me out? I wouldn't uh, rely on my... Uh... <laughs> 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 it's a reason I'm out. It's, a a good, it's good to know I will not rely on you for that. Right, right. <laughs> no, I wouldn't rely on me. Um, no, but I, I could. But uh, I, I believe I have retired my licenses because I was, you know, it's expensive. Like the New York State license is like uh, 300 and something dollars a year to renew. And uh, it's just a waste of money for me to renew it. Yeah, since you're not doing it. Since I'm not practicing. So tell me about the first time that you remember thinking, so I want to do stand-up comedy. Well, I, uh, during my, after my first year of law school, of uh, being disenchanted uh, with the, uh, the field, I, uh, I didn't know what I was going to do, so I, 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 I was depressed, and, and uh, I said, what can I do to make this uh, degree exciting? So I, de- I decided to join uh, the, uh, the Marine Corps. I said, you know, if I become a lawyer for them, it's exciting. I'll be an officer. I'll travel the world. It's sexy. It's exotic. It would be a good thing. So I go to Marine Camp, boot camp, uh, because as a Marine, you have to get the basic training regardless. Okay. So I, I'm in boot camp now after my first year of law school. And what's happening is I'm going, what the hell did I just do to myself again? <laughs> so now uh, I, had a, I have a very good command of the vocabulary of the English language, and I would have fun with my drill instructors. So whenever they would talk to me, I would communicate with them with very high vocabulary words uh, that they wouldn't understand and um, put it in interesting ways. And it, it, and it would make them laugh. And what would happen is as I was getting punished, my fellow recruits would volunteer to get punished with me so they could get another laugh in. Oh, really? So, um, <laughs> I'm just envisioning you guys all in the mud, like in the TV with the rain coming down and, yeah. <laughs> and your special. Oh, yeah, they, puni- they made special punishments for me. They put me on, uh, as an animal house uh, would say, double secret probation. They put me in the mosquito fields where I, have, I would have to stand in attention for 45 minutes. If I moved because of the mosquitoes, I would have to stay there longer. They were oh. very creative <laughs> with me. Uh, they would be. Um, they would have the other recruits uh, do push-ups in the sand pits while the sand fleas are biting them, making me watch because I'm misbehaving. Oh, so, so, so in order to turn the rest of the recruits against me, and it worked for one or two, uh, but the rest really liked it. You know, really enjoyed my. Uh, I, I boosted their morale. Yeah, and that's how and, that, and that's how my affinity started with the military. That's why I do the military. Um, ever since then, I've always. I mean, I know it sounds rough and stuff, but that was the funniest summer of my life. I, these drill, <laughs> these the drills, mosquito fields and yeah, the sand that, fleas were the most funniest. Life. Well, because with the, the drill instructors were such characters. Uh, they really were top notch. They really cared. They really trained you well. But the, the stuff that comes out of their mouths is just the most hysterical. I don't know how they come up with it, but you, you, you cannot stop laughing. I mean, like, I mean, like I mean, what? I mean, they just, like, obviously, stop picking your nose, recruit Schmidt. <laughs> it just, it just, you're a freaking freak. Didn't you? It, it just, um, the things that they were saying, and they would, uh, it was just. Um, I can't imagine the fa- someone wanting to pick their nose in a place where someone <laughs> But just would the notice. fact that you just catch someone picking their nose, and then they call them on it, and then just berate them for a half hour. Oh, and, God. And call them how useless they are. <laughs> you know, it's just uh, very comical. So, 
so that's when my affinity for the military started, I guess, in a weird, twisted way. Twisted way, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I got out of there. I, I, did, I, I, I did not... Uh, there was an administrative uh, issue where they want... I had a split summer program. They wanted me to consolidate it. And I said... It was in my contract that nothing would interfere with my law school. So with a week left to graduate, and uh, I was released from the contract. So I could say I went to the Marines or not. There's nothing, you know... Um, negative or positive to say on right. my record. It doesn't yeah. make it's like it never happened. Right. And then I just completed my law school. But I I, I got out of there. But I was in the best shape of my life. I I, I was. They slipped me down to one seventy four. It was great. Wow. It was great. And uh, the ladies, I just can't imagine you in the Marines. It's just an interesting image for. Oh, just picture me with shaved head. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, I just made an interesting face. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> So let's see. You're from LA, is that correct? I live in LA. Not from. I will you're never from, be from there. I will you, never be from there. You're place. from the East Coast. Yes. Yes. Where on the East Coast? New York, Brooklyn. New York. Mm-hmm. Ah, hence the Brooklyn Law School. Yes. But you live in LA now. Mm-hmm. And is that because you do not only comedy but commercials and stage performances and things like that? No. The reason I'm not. Well, I take acting. I think they have excellent acting classes out there. I, 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 more specifically, audition classes. Um, but, uh, no, I got out there because, um, about 10 years ago, I was invited by representation to come out there. And since then I've been through many, many different, uh, rep- re- representatives throughout the, uh, so, um, I'm, I'm there now, uh, but nothing's, you know, I, I, I may wind up in New York again. Yeah. Let's see. I notice on Facebook it says that you know Hungarian, Biblical, Hebrew, mm-hmm. and English. Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. Seriously? Yes. There, there's a special category for Biblical Hebrew. Biblical. 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 Biblical Hebrew. Hebrew. No, uh, I, I, I've studied uh, the. Um, I've taken biblical studies and I've learned how to read. Actually, there wasn't a section for Aramaic. Biblical Hebrew would be. I I, I don't know if that's considered Aramaic or not, but I could read that. I could read that. And, wow. And uh, Hebrew as well. Um, and Hungarian. Um, my grandfather. My my parents are from Hungary, and uh, my grand. I I grew up with my grandfather. And he never learned the English language, so in order for me to communicate with him in the household, I would have to speak Hungarian, wow. and that's what was spoken in the house. Wow! So uh, that that there, there there you got the Hungarian. So you're smarter than we th- know you to be. Uh, I guess you're uh, speaking for yourself. Uh, I would uh, <laughs> I would say many subscribe to a very intelligent Tommy Savage. Ah, uh, yes. Well, I do, actually. And you're a libertarian. Mm-hmm. But I really cracked up when I saw your quote, which was, I wish you were never born <laughs> by your mother. <laughs> right. What did you do to deserve that quote? Uh, well, I was a terrible kid. Terrible? <laughs> According to my mother. She'll, she can tell you. I mean, she, it's not like they give us a rule book on how to be a kid. I, she just uh, was not happy with me for most of my childhood. <laughs> till recently. Till recently. <laughs> till recently. Oh, okay. she's, she's okay with me now. Now, have you had a big break or something or anything, do you think? Or are you still waiting for that big break? Well, uh, I have a career. Uh, I'm, um, I'm, things are getting better and better. Um, my album is a smash hit. Um, it's uh, getting lots of requests. I'm getting major, major fans. I'm getting inundated with email daily. 
Tell us about your album. It's called Who Wants Me Now. It's been out for three years now, and it's been, it's according to my uh, record producer, it's a runaway success. Excellent. My new album's coming out March 29th. Uh, it's going to be called Who Wants Me Now? Director's Cut. Ooh, okay. <laughs> so really what this is, actually what makes this interesting is uh, my second album, which is coming out, is that it's a remake of my first, mm-hmm. but... Um, Improved structure, improved punch, like different punch lines in it, and and, and like much, it's like, um, and also uh, recorded in Indiana, in a different club, in a competing club. club. Oh, so, so everything's better. <laughs> everything's better and improved. I don't think people realize that there is a science to comedy. Right, it's good. So, like, if you have like both, you could contrast and compare and see the growth, or maybe you don't like the growth. You know, so it'd right. be interesting. But there's definitely uh, switching around the premises and, and punchlines. Not, I mean, there's still the same. You know, there's basically the same. But it's interesting how uh, it can be played differently. So, where can you pick up one of these albums? Um, well, my album, the one I have out now, which the second one will be out too. You could go to my website, TommySavit.com. Okay. Or heytommy.net. I, 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 that's, that's enough with the .net. TommySavit.com. And um, iTunes. You can get it off. And, and you know, and, and, um, and also after the show, I bring, I bring physical copies with me uh, to so my shows. So you can get it at shows. Yeah. Okay. Um, I know a lot of people say that being on the road is difficult to have a relationship with another person mm-hmm. or with your family. How has that contrasted with you being on the road a lot? How has that affected you and your family or having a relationship? It's very, very difficult. It's a special person to understand. Uh, uh, it's like that movie, what was that one, with George Clooney? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what one you're talking about. I just don't remember the title. Yeah, Up in the Air. Was yeah. it Up in the Air? Something like no, that. No, no, it's not Up in the Air. That, that was a... That was a Car- um, the one with George Clooney last year, I forgot what it's called. Um, Somebody call in and we'll <laughs> add it in later. Yeah. Um, no, it's it's hard. It's 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 uh, you know it takes a special type of lady to put up with that. Yeah, I think so too. Well, a special type of man for me, anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm goofy. Anyway, uh, what's your favorite part of being a comedian? Um. Well. Uh, I enjoy it. I love performing. It's that's I'm um, really awake when I'm up on stage, and it's it's fun and and uh, it's exciting. You never know where you're gonna get. Like last night, I was at the Comedy Underground in Seattle, and uh, I had to stop my act, and uh, it became a uh, Maury Povich show. Where, no. <laughs> uh, uh, the rest of the, I mean, Carl let me go on and right. all because so I was having fun. It was just a bunch of chatty uh, people talking. It wasn't you know they just chatty drunk. And I, I realized I couldn't do my show like the way I wanted to. So, okay, they became the show. So I brought them all up and we started a talk show. Wow, that's and it, funny. And it went off really, really well last night. That works. Mm-hmm. So what's the worst thing that you can remember about being on the road? Um, One of your worst oh, road uh, stories. Uh, road st- we worst- love those road stories. No, I just, you know, there's some uh, terrible human beings as owners of clubs, terrible, wretched, that I won't work for. I mean, you, but unfortunately, when you're first starting out, you uh, have to, but, uh, you know, you just have to take whoever hires you. Now I, I can select. Uh, but, you know, they just, uh, there's, for instance, there is a particular uh, 
club in Arizona that used to have a, a terrible uh, condo with bed bugs, and oh, God. Um, I refused to step in there. That's that's I refused not to, I, I, I I went and I I, I uh, rented up my I went to the I went I got my oh, I went to the Quinta. Was uh-huh. that the Quinta chain? That's La what they call it. La Quinta, right? La Quinta chain, and uh, I, I refused to stay in there. Um, it was disgusting. They never cleaned it. Uh, a bunch of animals. So, they what would there. be your end goal? What from here? Where do you want to go? Um, I, 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 well, I do acting as well, so I want to uh, tap more into that. Uh, I mean, the comedy has been the dominant, and I enjoy it a lot. But there's more of me to put out there, and. Uh, uh, I want to also investigate the acting, TV and film. Now, this is going to go up on Sunday. I know this next week you have a show somewhere? Yeah, I'm doing a bunch of uh, uh, clubs and casinos next week. Uh, I'm doing um, Dave, Dave's and Milton on Saturday. I'm doing um, the Kilsita Casino. Oh, yeah. Kilsita? Uh, cool yeah, Kilsita. Cool I, I, you know, I have a pr- problem with pronunciation uh and there's another two um there's a tuesday night i i uh, i would have to look it up so where can we find out about those go on my website on my schedule it's all listed tommy savit com, and that's with two t's two t's so t-o-m-m-y-s-a-v-i-t-t dot com and thank you so much for being on the northwest convergence and we really appreciate it and we hope that someday you'll come in and be with all the guys and let them drill you Okay, you got well, it. Maybe not drill ya. <laughs> but it'd be fun anyway. Mm-hmm. That's this has been TK Kasnick. Have a good day. Fantastic stuff as usual, TK. We thank you so much for being our field reporter. No problem. And being in touch with the comedy stars that that are <laughs> out there in the northwest. And won't talk to us. Yeah, exactly. They wouldn't <laughs> darken the, the door. If you had cleavage more Male comedians would talk to you. He has a sunken I'll work chest. On it. I'll Being work a woman on it. is really a, a it's helpful, great, isn't it? Bob? I know. I always thing. I love sending you you two lovely ladies out to get our uh, to get our interviews because when <laughs> when these ladies walk up and give them the bat they bat the eyes and say we'd love to have you on our show, man. They're in. Done. Then they come in and it's all those guys hanging around like what did I get into? Sweaty, bearded, bald people. <laughs> but, I must admit there was testosterone poisoning going on before uh, we got here. <laughs> there was a lot of that, but. Uh, uh, yeah, so that was very fine stuff, and we look forward to uh, more that you have going on. I know you have several interviews that you have lined up, and you were telling me about them, and, and we're looking forward to that fantastic stuff. But uh, we're getting to the, we got to get to the close of this show, and there's a few things going on that we want to remind you of. One of them is on Saturday, February 26th, the Northwest Convergence Zone presents the Big Wheel Stunt Show CD release party and the hard count. A great band out of Seattle will be joining that bill, as well as the Brotherhood of the Black Squirrels. And we have a a new addition to the show. Yeah, it looks like we're getting uh, Portland's 1776 ah. on uh, the bill. And, Who uh, rocked the house. They, they stole the awesome. show at they, uh, the Christmas show down in Hell's, Hell's Kitchen. Hell's so Kitchen, they did. This is, stole it, ripped it from people's hands, and this is, ran this off is a lineup, Babies were right? crying. Yep. So this is a lineup that we've got set. Oh yeah. So uh, I know. I'm telling you, it's at the uh, the New Frontier, which is located uh, downtown Tacoma. And what's the capacity on that place? Do you know? I've seen probably a hundred and ten, twenty people in okay. there. So and you, that's over. More importantly, capacity. do you have a guest list? 
Yes, how do no, we get not on? on this one? <laughs> <laughs> you need I'm to get sorry, there. What was it? You will need to get there early. You will. I've They'll turn heard. you away if that place and is you, full. I've will, seen it no, happen. It will be full. Yeah. This is going to be packed, and you will need to get there early. Secure yourself a spot. This is going to rock Saturday night in T Town. And uh, hey, if you show up and you can't get in, just hang out for uh, somebody will wander out and you can slide in in yeah. their place. But uh, it's going to be the place to be. And we're excited about that. We'll be talking a lot more about that over the next two weeks. And TK, you have a really cool show coming up this week. I do. I have my Twisted show on February 9th, Wednesday. This coming Wednesday. I'm very excited. Uh, it's a variety show with lots and lots of comedy up at the Seattle Comedy Underground. I heard burlesque is involved. There might be burlesque involved. There might be. There <laughs> might I'm be there. Some I'm being singing. there. I'm You're the burlesque I'm guy? Going. Yes. I'm, I'm bringing my pasties. <laughs> sensual, mentalist type stuff going mm, on. Dirty so thoughts. how does that work? What does what, what a sensual mentalist do? <laughs> well, see, that's what I'm not sure of. So I'm really excited to Come find Come to the out show and too. find out. If I look at How you about, long enough, you'll start thinking dirty thoughts. That, you yeah, that's a sexual it, mentalist. It, it, I've been doing long, that then. my whole life. Exactly. Yeah. It's right. the sensual <laughs> side of hypnotherapy. Mm. So now where is this huh. at? Where is it's this at the be? Seattle Comedy Underground, which is 109 South Washington Street in South, Southern Seattle. Yes, and how much does it cost to come $10. to this? $10. 10 bucks at the door. What's the time on it? 8 p.m. It's 8 p.m. and over. 18 and over. Well. TK Kasnick's Twisted Show, the comedy show. It, it, it's great, and I know several of you guys are talking about going. And uh, <laughs> so what else do we have going? Big Wheel, you got something going on. We're playing the High Dive Friday night up in Fremont. Mm-hmm. Um, show starts at 10. Uh, we're opening up uh, the night and uh, kicking things into gear. I don't have anything, but I do have a question for TK on the central mentalist, even though she doesn't know it. Cause I just had this, this vision pop into my head. You said something about like hypnotherapy or whatever. Yes. And you picture like you go to the, and everyone's sitting and someone, you know, clucks like a chicken because the, <laughs> so all I'm seeing is like someone snaps their fingers and somebody instantly gets a boner or something, you know? Good Lord. Who needs Viagra? <laughs> Who needs a finger snap? <laughs> <laughs> Stay away from her. I don't know what she's doing. Oh, wow. Uh, Big Joe, a pleasure to have you back in, my man. Yeah, it was really nice uh, stopping back in again. And I just would uh, like to say a couple things I'd be remiss. February 2nd, Puxitani Phil did not see his shadow. So spring is on the way. Yeah, That's always good because it seems like he always goes the other way. Well, of course. How would you like to be pulled out of your nice warm bed in the middle of winter? I know. I'm heading back to bed. <laughs> Eventually. And also the day afterwards, uh, don't forget, was February 3rd. Day the music died. Buddy Holly, the big bopper, Richie Valens. Uh, 1959 crashed in Clear Lake, Iowa. Wow. All right. Big Joe, always bringing the program. Hey, I hope you'll stop by again. Please, yeah. Please do. Yeah, please yeah, do. I know where you're at now. You were hiding. <laughs> we're moving Jeez. soon. He brings He's gifts. On, He's yeah, always welcome. He's on Elwood Street. <laughs> I know. Elwood. I would yeah. love to have Big Joe What's stop by anytime. So, all right, everybody. It's been a, uh, it's been a full show. We want to thank you for uh, tuning in and have a great week out there. We'll be back next week. As always, this is the Northwest Convergence Zone show. We'll see you next week. Let's get out of here with the, the Flying Tortugas. They did an in-studio song. This is titled... The radio song. We'll see you next week. We are the Flying Tortugas, and this is the radio song.
listen to the radio Hoping for a one-man show Time to remind us of things gone by Now the channel's clear instead Inspiration's left for dead The highest bidder won a long ago I've been listening to the radio so long That I forgot just what I listened for It's time that we just recognize this for ourselves And tomorrow we'll dance upon the shore has been a production of the Northwest Convergence Zone. Email us at nwconvergencezone at gmail.com.